focus on you, Lord. We focus on the need of your people. We take the focus off ourselves, God. We open our hearts to you, Lord. Lead us. Send us.
Father, we just thank you, Lord, and just such a heart's cry. And from the very beginning, I always wanted to save the whole world. Lord, there's a sense of responsibility that, as you said, if my, those people who will call by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, uh, then would I heal their land. And Father God, uh, we just uh, want to just petition our hearts to ask for our nation that every death means something, every life means something, Lord Jesus. That, Lord, the, the land is as sick as the believer's inability to ask. So, Lord Jesus, we have not because we ask not. So, I, I believe as the, as the song and the chorus of the song says that faith is rising. And I just get you just to lift your faith this morning. Just let it rise and let it rise. That when we say ask for the nations, that's your loved ones too. They're here. They're, they're in the earth. And... and God wants them delivered too, so you don't have to just pinpoint family. Because when you just when you speak about the nation, uh, He's covering all of it. But your faith is, is just rising, and it's just have a heart for the for the for for souls, a heart for lost people, a heart for people that don't know Jesus, people that are confused. It's just this Lord, just just uh, just 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 minister to our heart this morning that that compassion. That love for, for a life, a soul that someone needs to know about you, Lord. And we want to lift them up, Lord, as our faith is rising. We, we Father, we believe, we believe, Lord, that and, and even in yourself, that that compassion, that compassion for your soul, your heart, your, your, that, that you just have that love for, for people and, and not just even the, even the hardest of hardest. You're, you're going to have to face Jesus while he loves a murderer or face Jesus while he loves someone who may have hurt you. And, and, and you have to let your heart be open to walking like Jesus walked. And Lord, that, that, that we don't allow the difficulty of that to keep us from the miracle of the grace and the love of God, which surpasses all understanding. And Lord, I thank you, Jesus. It's, it's hard to ask for the nation when you reject a neighbor. It's hard to ask for the nations when you reject family members. It's hard to, to, to seek God who you can't see and hate those that you can see. And I, I, just, I just pray for our hearts. The desire, our heart's desire is to, is to see people come to know Jesus that will walk with power and not let the law. This is the power we talk about walking in. It's that compassion. It takes power to be compassionate. It takes power to love. It takes power to have that place where you say, God, I want to lift them up to you and not tear them down to me. And Jesus, that we give ourselves back to you such a mighty and powerful way that we love him we love him salvation is the trade-up but the trade-off is given full veto power to the holy spirit holy spirit we just give you veto power we're saved but we haven't let you vote out things in our lives and and we haven't let you have the veto power when we brought these things to you and we really didn't want to hear no but Jesus we come to you with open a heart open ears open mind and say Lord Jesus Holy Spirit you have complete veto power you can vote this thing down vote this thing out of my life I mean things in your life that may be getting too much of a vote against the things of God 
and the Holy Spirit is just waiting just for us to turn over veto power. So Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. Just bring the gavel of veto and things that have been voting against the will of God in my life. Voting against the plan of God in my life. My mind runs wild. I need the veto power of the Holy Spirit to vote that mindset out of me, to vote that mentality, that emotion out of me that, that tends to disturb the peace of God. The Holy Spirit, I, I give you full authority. I'm saved, but I want to make sure that you have veto power. Vote things off the garden of the presence of God in our life. And Father, we just thank you for that. We praise you, Lord, just, just for our heart and love for one another to bless you as we prepare to hear about unwrapping the gift unwrapping it in such a powerful way I believe this starts here with with the love of God in Jesus name amen amen I can be what it says I can be and I am what the word says I am it's the living seed of God living in me and I'll never be the same never 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 will I be the same God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power and not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. Man, thank you guys for standing with us in worship and in prayer. That's always exciting uh, for me to be able to pray and worship and just get in the presence of God. I believe God just speaks to us in, in an amazing way. And, and I enjoy that. Uh, and this morning, obviously, it's still November, but I want to talk about unwrapping Christmas. And, and, and believers love one another. And that's one of the greatest things that we can do is love one another. Now, uh, I am going to address how we love one another. And if we have that, that uh, great opportunity and ability to love each other accordingly, uh, John chapter 11 and verse 40 through 44, y'all know it's about the story of Lazarus. Uh, Jesus told about Lazarus on his way to meet with Lazarus. Jairus stops him, needs his daughter to be healed. She's dying. Jesus stops, heals his daughter uh, uh, as well. Now Jesus is four days late getting to Lazarus. When he shows up, the sisters run out to him and said, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother might not have died, right? How many of y'all ever felt like Jesus might have been too late? All right, and he just may want to do it a different way. Amen. And he said, uh, I am the resurrection and the life. I didn't come here to do a healing. I came here to do a resurrection. And there are some things that maybe look like it's beyond uh, where they should be, but it's not beyond what God is going to do. And that's the greatest thing that we got to think about is God is never, ever, ever late. He's never, never out of time because he's not in time. He's eternity, right? And he can do it. He can, he can change things around. So uh, Jesus said unto her, I, uh, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. So believing is big. He says, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou heardest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou, thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And, and he that was dead came forth, bound 
hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. So, Father, I just pray that, Lord, that as we, we present the message, Lord God, that, that, that how to unwrap, and Lord God, how to lose people so that they can go forward. And Lord, that we, we just stay prepared in our heart, soul, mind, and body. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Uh, that one of the first things that, you know, uh, they were telling Jesus that, you know, if we move that stone, he's going to, it's going to stink, right? And, and there are sometimes that the outside elements uh, are, that means that what they're saying there is that the outside elements are always going to come up, but the miracle is greater than what you may be having to go through to see it, right? So it may be a little stench around, but you stick around for, for God to raise up what he needs to raise up. You may have to deal with somebody that's not good to work with, but you have to stick around so you can see the hand of God, right? Okay, so, so kind of like that. Lord, my boss stinks, but he says, stick around. I'm going to raise you up right so that you can be there right and so if we don't stick around we'll never get to see the elevation of what god wants to do the miracle of eternal life comes to everyone who responds to the call of jesus to enter into their hearts amen i am saved i am born again jesus i was once was lost but now i am found i was once blind but now i can see i was once dead but now i am alive right all of that's true amen that's all god's doing right just trying to make sure y'all agree with me with me uh however it is the body of christ's responsibility to unwrap them from their grave clothes so that they don't smother in their new life right have you ever seen people with with given come to christ but smother in the gift Right? And, and Jesus is standing right there. He raised him from the dead, but he tells the people to loose him. Isn't that something? God, if you got him up here, why don't you untie him? He says, no, it's up to us to untie him. It's up to us to feed those. It's up to us to lift those up. It's up to us to encourage those. It's up to us to speak the truth. Right? Because love isn't always about hugging. Love sometimes can be about telling. Right? That's true love is telling the truth and and speaking the truth but but amazing that people will, will say you bring them to church and god will clean them and that is absolutely true but he may need you to come around to to wipe away some stuff and to help he says you unwrap him i've raised him but you unwrap him he's gonna smother in his gift and there's nothing worse than having this eternal life but don't have any direction on how to walk in it Right? Have no direction. So, so after all of my anger years and, and my fight years and all of those times, but in that middle school year when we went to the camp in Happy, Texas, and I got saved right before my freshman year in high school and all those four deaths we went through, but nobody to teach me. So I would go and read the Bible. I read it from Genesis to the maps with no instructions. Right? That's, this is all I have was the Bible. This is it. This is it. I would go in my room and I would read it with no, no Wednesday night Bible study. Now I just didn't understand why we have Wednesday church. Probably, probably some type of an addiction that I have. But, but had someone been able to train me better, maybe I wouldn't have struggled a little bit what I struggled with. But still, 
This is what I knew. I knew he was, I knew it was here. I knew no one could save me. I knew the hatred that I have and the anger that I used to have. It had to be God, of course, in happy Texas. So God set that up, right? And, and, and so I would read, but not understand. But, but the information was there, right? It means I couldn't unwrap my own grave clothes. They could take me to church, but then one was unwrapping me. And there's a lot of people that know God, but they don't know life with God. Right? And it's tough. It's tough to, to know them. They got gear, but no game. How about that? Let's just go with that. Right? They know how to dress. They don't know how to play. The clothes look good. So, so it is up to us as a body of Christ to, to unwrap people. It's up to us as parents. Don't, don't be upset that you had to unwrap your child today. Unwrap them from that opinion about themselves. Unwrap them from what people may think about them. Unwrap them from trying to be popular. Unwrap them from being disobedient. <laughs> Let me unwrap you. You got grave clothes on again. Those are things that they have to come back. So Lazarus grave clothes, they, they said this, that they would wrap people in grave clothes could weigh up to 100 pounds. Can you imagine that? Yes, I want to live, Jesus, but now I got to work to stay alive? Because you can't live in 100 pounds of grave clothes. I can barely operate in a T-shirt. But he had 100 pounds of grave clothes. When you come to Jesus, trust me, you are born again. You've got eternity on you. But God wants you to live a blessed life here. It's going to take all of us around you, including you, to help walk this walk. That means that we have to respect each other, love each other, and appreciate each other. That's why the Bible says confess your sins one to another. And you have to be careful about that. You have to know who you can talk to. Right? Not just everybody. Guess what I just did? No. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Even me as pastor. That, stop. I need prayer for this, and this is not confessional. You, you need to find someone you love. So the, the weight of that is, is, is crazy to be carrying that much weight. So, and carrying such weight can keep people from receiving and enjoying their best life in Christ. Because if we carry the weights, and people say this, if, if I would have came to Christ sooner, we hear stuff like that. And you need to unwrap them from that. No, you're Christ now. It doesn't matter about yesterday. Right? You got to unwrap them from that. Unwrap yourself from what you were not able to do. Unwrap yourself that it's November and you didn't meet January's New Year's resolution about losing whatever. Same thing. You got to unwrap yourself. And it's got to be up to us to speak up and quit saying things like, that's God's business. You hear people say all the time, right? Uh, it's my thing with God. It's just between me and God. And God has said, no, I said others to come and help you be loosed. I've said that so you don't smother in your faith or smother in your new life. So it's hard to walk when you're wrapped up. It's hard to walk when you've got everything tied together. And it's crazy that the man said he was at the gate called beautiful, but he had an ankle problem. He had an ugly problem. He couldn't walk. He was at a beautiful place with an ugly problem. You can be at the greatest place. You can show up with the greatest things. You can show up with all the information, but until you un are unwrapped or untied, you'll never be able to walk in it. Right? I want to be able to walk fully into what God has called us to do. So what you can't walk in, you certainly cannot comment on. Right? I can't comment on something I don't do. I, I could, but it, the, com the comment is unqualified. Right? As beautiful as this tree is, I can't comment on how it got decorated because it was done when I wasn't here. 
Not only that, if I would have been here, I wouldn't be able to comment it on. So, because she has some direction that, that, takes, that takes art. And art, I glad I don't have to do it. Because I can't. She can. Right? It, it is that, that is part of it. And I can sit here and tell y'all how beautiful it is and bring your gifts underneath of it. But if she said, now, Pastor, tell them how it went up. Right? And, and a lot of times, that's what we run into when we've never un, un, undressed or, or unwrapped ourselves from our past. And we're trying to tell people how to live when we've never received. Right? Instructions. Instructions. So we're going to, we got, a love has got a lot to do with it. And I'm trying to keep that from turning into a really bad song. What you, what you can't walk in, you can't comment on. Grave clothes today are not made of linen, but of old lifestyles that don't glorify God. It doesn't keep people from being saved, but it can keep them from living salvation in all areas, in all areas of their life. Right? You know, you've been saved in your soul, but your mind or you're saved in your soul, but your mouth. Okay, let's keep going. You're saved in your soul, but you keep hearing. Okay, we're good, we're good, right? Stop now. I'll forever hold your peace. Right? I am saved. I'm born again. But why is it that I have those moments that I'm still wrapped up in my anger? I'm still wrapped up in my frustration. I'm still wrapped up in things, and, and, and I need to be loosed. And, and you can hear about things that needs to let you go. But, but how many of y'all are like, like me that if I go around people that say stuff I don't want to hear, I don't go around them no more? Look around. Explains the seats that are available. It doesn't keep people from being saved, but it can't keep them from having salvation in areas of their life. And, and I want all of my areas of my life. I want to be able to, me, when I go into these public schools to speak, I want salvation to be so strong because I know I can't preach, but if it's strong enough in me, they'll be able to save people from things they are about to do. Right? That's the whole goal of going in there. I want to reach the nations. That's what it's always been about. And, and it's kind of like cooking frogs. And if anybody's ever heard about people cooking frogs, anybody ever done that or been around it? Thank y'all so much. Here's how it works for frogs, right? You put them in the pot, but you don't put them in the pot when the water's hot. Because if you do that, they'll jump out. But you put them in there and you slowly turn it up. Which is the way, the, the way sin operates. It doesn't, you don't get the hot part. You don't get the monster first. Right? You get that cute little cuddly bear. You don't know it's got a knife and some teeth and look like a clown at night. Salvation will become awkward without the walk. It's awkward. It's unbalanced. Without the walk, I am heavy with information, but I'm weak in the ability to walk. I can't stop the thing from coming. That's worse to know what to do and not be able to do it. To know that this is what's right, but I don't know how, right? I, I got these things that I want to function in. So, so we'll get that. So Lazarus came up. He rose from the dead. He was wrapped to die, and he came out, and then it was our responsibility to unwrap him, right? And so what I'm trying to help you with, it is still okay for you to speak the truth to those you go around, right? Do it in a loving way because you're trying to unwrap them, trying to get them out of that 
part of a closed door. So we'll, we'll get it this way. So John chapter 13 and verse 34 through 35, he says, a new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so also you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If we just took just a, a poll of the body of Christ, and people can honestly say, I love God, but not you. Right? Or, or let's pick anything. That, that they don't want to love a person because of what their stance is or whatever. And Jesus said, this will keep the world from knowing that you belong to me. Hatred can keep, us from, keep others from recognizing Christ in us. This is one of the greatest. It redecorates what, what you're really defined about. And you can walk around with one of these all day, but if hatred is what's coming out of you, they won't see this. They'll see the hate. They won't see how many pages. They won't even see how many tabs. They won't even see your highlighter because they won't be able to see it in your life. Hatred blocks those things. As I was trying to explain to my, my parents, and please don't tell my mom if you see her, but but she got upset with my father in ministry because he had to come in and minister. And she got emotional in church. And it was just simple stuff. Why you didn't speak to me like you spoke to everybody else? One of those. One of those. She got, she got an attitude with him. And he was like, we just talked. You know, we drove here together. And she was having this issue and, and as, as I talked to her, I said, Mom, you know it's different, right? You know that God has put you in a position that, that you're a minister. She goes, man, and I know she never told this to my father, but all three of us together on night before Thanksgiving, all through the house. <laughs> and she's sitting there, and she's looking at me like the look that she would give us when I'm talking too much, but she's still going to hear me anyway. And she says, I always said in the church we grew up in a billion years ago, I don't never want to be a minister's wife because of what they had to put up with from the people. And he wouldn't defend her. And, and of course, I wanted to say this. Y'all keep this. You know what? I don't care to tell her. Um, I remember my mother was going to fight the pastor's wife at church. And I couldn't bring that up then, but I just wanted to share that with y'all. Like, were you one of the ones that might have made people want to give up the career? And, and she said, I said that, and I said, and I never say never, because here you are now. And the one thing you don't want to do is start an argument right before he has to go up here and preach. Because there's nothing rougher than staring at you knowing that somebody's looking at you. Like staring at all y'all knowing that they're looking at you, right? You, you ever talk to people that don't want to talk to you or hear from you? I would love to trade positions with you. I mean, again, Pastor Reed and I, we learn to work with this deal. We just don't ride together. We don't do stuff together on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. Just let's meet here together like we've never seen each other. Like praise the Lord. They know how to get stuff from me. Ask tough questions on Saturday night or Wednesday morning because I can't argue with you. I have to stand in the presence of the Lord. I told my dad, that's why I don't go to lunch with people after church. I ain't, I'm empty. I don't know what's going to come out. 
But I was trying to explain to her, when you, be, when you are a bridge to others, there are times you're going to have to let people walk on you to get to the other side. Now, I'm not talking walk over you, but walk on you, meaning you need to give up your right to be angry and then get home and discuss what needs to happen. It's like a revelation to her. Revelation to her. Sometimes I get mad. Not sometimes, a lot of times. Stop. So this is when I know I'm in full trouble. She says this, preacher, and she knows I'm her son. But when she calls me preacher, that means she's really angry. She, she really, hey, preacher, you want some cake? <laughs> no, you can't serve me like that. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? She know I'm allergic to a bunch of stuff. She can't serve me like that. Nah. I choose life. So my, my dad is walking around. He's six foot ten, and he's terrified of this lady. Because he's like, I don't want conflict with you. Why are you getting upset about something that we're going to be together anyway? Right? And let's come together and walk. And, and so he, he opens his mouth. We're winning. We're winning. All he has to do is be quiet. I'm on his side. But he goes, that's why I bring in, and he said, my sister Phyllis. He said, that's why. And I was like, no. No, no, no. You ever been behind people like, if you could stop talking, we could win. And I could go home. And he said that. And he goes, she goes, there it is. They gang up on me. And I looked at him. I said, please don't ever do that again. Don't ever call her again. This is a spiritual deal. And just because she's family doesn't mean she's godly. Don't you say that about my baby. <laughs> it's like, so it's a whole different fight. But I said, she don't understand. She's not married to minister and married in that area. You as a Christian, and you have to share this with your kids, your kids can't do stuff everybody else's kid can do. Right? They can't. My, my daughter gets up here, and she can share and, and do all those things. And, 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 and Miracle will tell you, she used to hear stuff people, you know, preachers' kids. But, but we have to uh, or authorize God in our life. He has to have veto power. God, is this okay to do? And he says, no, let's veto that out. That's only going to mess you up. So back to the boiling frogs. They sit in that water because it's comfortable, and you keep turning up the heat on it until ultimately they die in it. Right? Comfort ain't always good. God may want to lead you in a different way. Love is shown through directions. So last night, I wrote that sentence, love is shown through correction. But when people hear correction, they get offended. So love is shown through direction, which is the same as correction. Right? Because people don't want to hear that. You got to be corrected. No, let me say you got to be directed. Right? So you're not being corrected today. You're just being directed. Redirected. Which means it is just as affectionate as a hug, right? It's just about, you, you, if you're lost in a city and you pull over and you say, hey, how do I get to this place? And they reach in the car and hug you and walk off. I mean, they may love you, but they didn't help you. Directions help you, right? And I knew this was not popular. And that's okay. Don't, don't, don't like me right now. But, but directions is what we need, if we want to get to our destination, right? And a lot of people like a lot of effort, but effort without direction will lead you to the wrong place. And you can be doing all the good stuff in the world, but doing it going the wrong way, 
right? If I want to climb up on my house, but I lean the ladder on the neighbor's house, and I may get to the top of it and arrive, but I'm on the wrong house. Don't lean your ladder at the wrong place. So to leave someone struggling to breathe in the freshness of God because you don't want to look like the bad guy is a move of self-preservation and ignores the call of God. Right? And, 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 it's, and it's a truth. I don't want to look like the bad guy. Well, again, God, Jesus wasn't necessarily looking like the bad guy, but he was going to tell the truth. Right? The truth will make you, and then it makes some people mad. Some people don't want to know the truth. Some people don't know the truth. How do I look in these jeans? I don't want to really know. I don't, don't, that's all I ask. That's all I'm asking. Every man in here just looking straight. Please don't go there, Pastor. Please don't go there. I just said she looked nice because I believe she looked nice, and that's the shortest distance to sleep. All the outfits look great. You look good in all of them. But if you self-preserve and leave out the word, what you've done is create an atmosphere where both of you will be lost. You'll be lost on the ability to speak. They'll be lost on the ability to hear. Right? Faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. Right? And remember we said your testimony is a prophecy to somebody that the future is going to be all right. So you have to give that testimony. I got I to gotta tell you about, look what the Lord has done. Sin is a slow acting poison. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here's, here's our fun part. Right? Sin is a slow acting poison. Right? Because people say, I did it, nothing happened to me. I'm good. Right? I did it, nothing happened. It's a slow acting poison. The immediate effects are hard to define, but the after effects can be highly destructive. There's a person out, strung out on drugs, ever said, I can't wait to do this till I can't function, have no teeth, have no, no life, live on the streets, struggling. That is not the start that comes up. That is not the start of prison. It's presented as fun. Presented as a good time. So it's highly destructive. What is at first unrealized can ultimately criminalize your faith. So if I don't realize that I'm just having a good time, I'm a grown person. I remember we've had people tell us, I thought that was only for young people about the sin stuff. Well, according to Jesus, you are young. Right? And, and no, it's the word of God. So you have to be able to do it. So it's destructive and we don't want to be destructive. Unrealized. So your faith, if we don't help unwrap one another from grave clothes, it can criminalize our faith. What is the criminalize of faith? We run into people all the time like, I just stopped believing because I couldn't change. Right? And, and again, sometimes we have to be there to change believers. Right? And what I mean by change them, not change them, but change them. Give them something else to look at. Give them something else to unwrap them. Get them out of the place that they're in so they can go to the place that they need to be. Right? Again, it's not always easy. And when I go into schools and ask people, what is a snitch? Right? Because what they say snitches get, yeah, y'all know. Snitches get stitches. Most of them don't know what a snitch is. And I've ran into their parents. Neither do they. They just think it's a person who tells something. No, a snitch is someone who was involved in a crime as well. And that's what the devil wants to do is make you think you were involved with his uh, crime all along. And you're not. 
because he's going to tell on you so he can think he can get off easy. But we read the end of the book. He's going to lose big time. He can't drag you down with him, so don't go along with him. Right? And so we begin to pull ourselves to this place that I want to know God. So we're going to get to our, our favorite people, Adam and Eve. Genesis 3. The garden is good. The animals are good. The food is good. Tree is good. <laughs> Try <and> stuff. <laughs> garden is good. <laughs> Verse 6, when that woman, that's not how it goes, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, amen, have you ever heard of people, I'm going to be smarter, I heard people say that to us, we're going to live together first so we can get wisdom. Yeah, you're going to get wisdom, all right. She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed figs, fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves, okay? I've been in there. I've been in the garter beds. I've been in all the, the juvenile facilities, and most of, most of the students will say this, well, I want to go to prison so I can see what it's like. I'm, I, don't, I don't want my dad to tell me. I just want to go see what it's like. I say, man, let's do this. Let's just stop that. I'm going to start up my car. I want you just to get in front of it, and I'm just going to run over you with it. Let's see what it's like. He goes, that's going to hurt. So is prison. Stop being dumb. Stop being dumb. That, that, that doesn't make sense. Well, I want to experience it for myself. Uh, you, you, you grew up. You got to go, you have to go through some bad things. I want to experience myself. That's why I went through it, so you don't have to. And if I didn't, if, if there would have been another way, I would have went another way. But because that happened to me, I'm trying to keep you from going through it. Because you may not make it out. You have to be willing to, to speak up to people. Well, you got to try going. Sometimes you can tell your kids too much. When it just should be, no, because I need you to live. Take them to the funerals. I'm taking them back through the graves and take them back to, through the things that we both have experienced, but they want to go that extra mile and see what I can get away with. What can I get away with? And so here, here's Adam and Eve. They eat of this thing. They, our eyes of them both were open. I want to see. Have you heard this? I want to see for myself. One of the hardest punches I ever seen thrown by my mother was when my sister said that to her in her face. I'm going to see for my... She didn't even finish the sentence. Night, night. <laughs> You're going to see on Tuesday. We just... Stop telling me what to do. I'm going to see for my... That's all we remember. It's like that. She woke up, lipstick was over here. I mean, just... It was a lick, right? I mean, that, that's when they was raising kids, right? It was life or death back then. Now we have to just think about it, you know, like. So you can understand my dilemma when I was trying to talk to her. Even at 79, I didn't know. She'd flash back, you know, I don't know. The obvious commentary here is this, right? That an open heart is much more fulfilling than an open mouth. If I keep my heart open to Jesus instead of opening my mouth, I could be more fulfilled. I, she bit the fruit but still was hungry. 
because she had taken the empty challenge. It's empty. That's the, that's the obvious one. But it is amazing that their eyes were open and they knew more but felt less because the decision brought decay and disorder. Ever done something that you're going to get some more knowledge of, but it brings on decay and disorder? And probably one of the worst things about that is the, the, the disorder part. And remember, we talked about the guy that was blind and Jesus healed him and Jesus told him to go wash even though he couldn't see yet. Right? And that's something that Jesus will send you to go wash after he gives you something that you can't see. I may have prayed for you and you may have walked off from here, but you can't see it yet. But Jesus still tells you to go wash. And that says he possibly could have had to walk a mile away to even get to a place to where he could wash. Still blind, even though I ask you to heal me, but you want me to walk without being able to see. And then you're going to give me some instructions? Yes. Because helplessness is a greater disability than blindness. If you sit around and wait for everyone else to do it for you. Every one of us have a testimony where we could have given up. Everyone else have an abuse case. Every one of us have an issue where we could have just like, this is it. But Jesus said, here, your miracle is on you. All of the kids, I just can't pass this class. If you don't study, absolutely you can't. And we told you, you have the mind of Christ, but you got to go wash out your cell phone. <laughs> wash out the video games. Go wash. And then go do your homework. And quit talking about what you can't do. I'm just not smart enough. No, you just ain't giving yourself to it. That's why the kids run so fast to the back. Okay. I'll save some more for Family Sunday. It's a decay. It's a disorder. It is much more than just right and wrong. It is a matter of life and death. So, so here it is, right? Jesus didn't die on the cross to make bad people good. He died to bring dead people back to life. Right? I, it's just not wrong, right, good, bad. I want you to live and not die. John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came and we might have life and that more abundantly. Right? I got to get unwrapped from this opinion about myself. I got to get unwrapped about wanting others to appreciate me and like me and, and be popular. I, I got to get unwrapped from that. Best way to start learning how to get people to, to get yourself to not care about what people think about you, go do some speeches in front of kids. Because you'll have some of them that will love you, and there are others like, I hate your guts, mister. I can't wait for you to shut up. And let's go outside. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I get in my car and drive away. And sometimes you have to receive yourself, Right? In the days you have to receive yourself, even raising kids, you have to receive yourself and then give your information to them. So he says, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. So here's my, here's my last set of verses. First Peter chapter four, verse eight through 10. And, and it's, it's this is, I, I, I love it. Now, again, I'm telling you guys all about love. I, I struggle with it just like you do. Or some of y'all don't struggle with it. I go, That's right. This is that church where y'all don't, these folks never grew up poor here. So they didn't. They didn't know about the water hose with the thing one silver on it. It was all green. Run all green water hose where you have to shove in there. Have you ever used a bobby pin so that the thing could stay down so it could squeeze out the water faster? Anybody change TV with some vice grips? 
Okay, there you go. So I'm uh, working with some y'all just too rich for me. I, I can't I can't deal with this. Now, now being the youngest in the house, being the shortest in the house, close to the antennas in the house, you ever had to hold antenna so everybody else could watch TV? Anybody ever done that? You ever been a remote control? You ever been that? Am I in the right house? Y'all too rich for me. I can't I can't do this with y'all. Y'all too ugh. You ever been broke? Right? Ever had to put a, a plastic tire on your bicycle because you didn't have a tube? Duct tape? Oh, no. Then I got like, no, nah, no. Nah, we never was that broke. You ain't never wrapped your bike with duct tape? <sighs> Y'all just, you just make stuff come out of me sometimes. Anyway, I have, I have, you ever stole your neighbor's bike for a little while? Took it back? Yeah? Yeah? Are you just saying yeah to get me to move on? I mean, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know. I don't trust nobody no more. I don't believe nobody no more. I feel like everybody's out to get me. I'm trying to unwrap this for you, but you act like you've never been there. You ever try to take fake nickels? You never try to shave down, like put, put, put chewing gum paper over a real nickel and oh, y'all never done that? See how rich you are, miracle, miracle. You see what you're going through here? These folks are so elevated. All right, First Peter chapter four. You ever? Okay, hang on a second. You ever? <laughs> Sorry, Montego. This is not listen to me. You were mowing yards. Anybody ever mow yards for money? And you had to go get gas with no money. <laughs> Neighbors' cars? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Y'all never cipher gas. The miracles are not going to help you if you've never been through anything. The fact you have a problem is the reason why you can <laughs> believe for a miracle. Okay, whatever. Above all, love one another deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins, right? So you understand my neighbors had to love me because I was multitude sinning in my neighborhood. They wake up, my gas is empty. They come straight to the house. I can't start my car. Where are you, boy? Show hospitality to one another without complaining. Here, here, whatever. That's not good. It's not good hospitality. Okay? It's without complaining. You know, you ask your kid to do something, and they do it anyway, and you have to pray to the Lord not to kill them because they did it wrong. They did it with the wrong attitude. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> You're about to die. Verse 10. As, a, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, each of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve one another. Right? Sing to him stuff. Whatever you got to do. This is the Lord. Man asked me for $5 this morning. I ran. I came up here. I ran. I prayed at the church. And then I said, I need to go wash my car because I don't want to go back home because there's people there. 
So I go back, go wash my car, and the man walked straight up to me and said, I need $5. Yeah, I mean, but that's hunger. You know what I mean? Like I told my kids, they're like, I don't want to eat that. You ain't hungry enough. Let's wait. Let's drive two more hours. <laughs> Them green beans that look like a steak. You just ain't, you just ain't riding long enough. I don't want that. All right. I can't use that restroom. I mean, you hold it long enough, I guarantee you. I know I'm not the right kind of parent, but she's not in here. She can't correct me. Y'all should have seen when I was telling y'all about the treat, she was on, like, stop doing it, but she ain't here. She can't stop me. Okay, so serve one another with your gift. What are you good at? You good at talking? Serve people with it. It means listen. These acts of love are what reveal the deficiency of sin and allows the power of God to be revealed through the eyes of men. And we want them to see Jesus. I want them to see Jesus. There's nothing more uh, exciting than have a kid come up to me and go, man, I know. Thank you. You must be a preacher. Now, most of them I found out only said because I carry a towel. Think about your history of you've seen preachers carry. Now, I carry because I sweat. But they think you a preacher. And that kid needed to see a preacher in public rather than just in church. And he says, man, I'm going to go help with my youth group. And I, I hear him all the time. And I said, well, if you ever move to Round Rock, we want you. Because well, I recruited you first. But I know you're in Dallas. But if you ever come down, you owe me. And he says, he says, and the kid just told me, he says, man, I can believe now. I can believe now. Because I thought people only went to church on Sunday and that was it. And then never did anything with God after that. I didn't know y'all can come out here. I say, well, as bad as this school is, I hear you need Jesus. You need supernatural. So God is saying that. Work through that to the eyes of men. A covering at times may seem restrictive, right? Right? Is there more room outside than there, are, than there is in this building? Yes. Let me answer my own question because sometimes y'all don't like to participate and that makes me mad. And so, yes, there's more room out there than there is in here. However, if it starts raining and you just because there's more room and you think I'm restricting you or this is restricting you because this is your covering. Parents, when you tell your kids what to do, you are covering them. And they will say stuff like, you restricted me. Yes, because you're about to go out into the rain and you're going to mess up your hair. You're going to mess up your clothes. You're going to mess up your life. Yes, it's restricted, but it's protected. Right? It's, it's right? It's, it's rest- I don't want to go outside. I want to go. One of the worst things we could have is our kids stuck in the house all day. I'm bored. Go clean. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. okay. I know how to receive myself. I already preached this to myself, so. So, it, but it can receive, seem restrictive, but the benefit of covering is to protect from outside weather that can bring about spiritual sickness if exposed for too long. There is truly more physical room outside, but the spiritual room will continue to shrink until it is almost invisible to the daily eye if we allow that to be greater than this, right? There's more room out there, but there's not more life out there. Greater life is in here, right? He says, greater is he that is with, not without you, within you. There's greater, the the greatest life, the biggest life is the thing that we allow Jesus to come in and he's going to give you more opportunity, 
Right? Remember we had a lady that came up to us. She goes, I'm, I'm going to have to go to this place where there's more men. Because she was looking. <laughs> she wanted more opportunity. I was like, it's like bingo? Is that what I said? Is it like bingo? I-45? No, you 48. You, what has needs to happen is that you want God to bring it to you. But no, if there's more, there's more opportunity. Yeah, to get the wrong one. And by the way, you're going about getting it. That's what you're going to get. She politely said, you don't know what you're talking about. And she left. Okay, y'all bow your heads. See, I was going to finish that, but y'all's attitude, I'm ruining it. No, just bow your heads. So we're going to go. Anyway, it didn't work out. Just let's try to just spoil the story for you. So I don't want you to go run out and look for a better opportunity. I want you to receive the opportunity God has put inside of you. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, Father, we pray. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we haven't forgotten where we come from. But Lord God, you've unwrapped us from those grave clothes. And Lord, we got loved ones. We got brothers. We got sisters. We got aunts. We got uncles. We got parents. We got children, nieces, nephews. We got people all around us who are friends. I wish I knew what to say to my friends. I wish I knew how to get them to listen. And, and God, here it is, Lord, that anointing to unwrap, to get people in a position to hear about the, the favor of God, the protection of God, and the love of God, that they have a strength to walk in. For every person with our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, and we see loved ones who have this great ability, and they just don't know it. If they only knew how powerful they are, if they only knew how strong they are, and even if we want to mention that about our kids, if they only knew the leader that's within them, Father, give my child confidence. And, and God says right back to you, unwrap them so they can see the confidence that they have. Unwrap them. Loose them. They got a great life, but they're bound in old grave clothes. So, Father, I just thank you in the name of Jesus that you're strengthening us this morning for the ability to loose, loose them and let them go and wrap them. Hear the voice of, the God, voice of God. So, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your will. I pray for each and every person here that's got a, 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 a great idea, a great call, and God, great, great thing that's in your heart. Something, say, man, I just, I want to do better. I know there's more for me here. I pray for the unwrapping of you right now. So just grave clothes begin to come off of you. You love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and body. You've served God. You don't, you're not, you're not uh, going out and doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing. But, but there's times when you want to step out and do something great. That fear and this lack of confidence begin to come on you. I want to unwrap those grave clothes from you right now. To know that God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of love and a power and a sound mind. God, Pastor, I don't know if I want to put myself out there again. And God says, oh, go ahead and put yourself out there because it's not you that's out there. It's me that's out there for you. I unwrap you right now to let them see that I am the resurrection and the life. Your dream, your destiny, your purpose is not dead. Your courage is not dead. Your boldness is not dead. I'm unwrapping you to be loosed from the great clothes. They've been on you for years, pounds and heaviness, but you're loose this morning. So be able to walk in all the plans that God has for you. Quit waiting for things to go wrong. Quit waiting for things to go bad. Quit waiting for things to go down. And God has lifted you up and said, I unwrap you from these moments. Lazarus was always, always in Jesus' hands. 
Jesus always knew that he already had a plan for him. He said, can he get us to be a part of the plan? Can he get us to be a part of the miracle of God? God, I want to make straight A's. I don't know how to do it. We want to unwrap you. I don't care what any person's ever spoken of you. Any teacher ever said, did you, you are learning disabled. No, the devil is a liar. Jesus never forgot anybody, never forgot anything. And I have the mind of Christ. I'm not learning disabled. I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do this. It's not too late. It's not too late. God has got me and God's plan is for me. As your head is bowed and your eyes are closed, you're praying. Pastor, I don't know Jesus. I've never even responded to the Lazarus come forth part. And I want to come forth. As people are praying. If that's you, just lift your hand. We just want to pray over you. Thank God we're in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So now, Father, I pray for all of us in here. Give us those words of wisdom, due season words that's going to unlock and unwrap ourselves and others so that they can live in a powerful way for God. Father, I got loved ones, and this is personal, that have been on drugs and alcohol for years. Currently, some are incarcerated. Lord, I pray for an unwrapping word to minister to them. Loose their tongue, loose their mind. Most of all, Lord God, free their soul. And they may know that they can walk free in this life, on this earth, and do great for God. And Lord, I believe it is so. I believe it is done. In Jesus' name, everybody say, amen, amen, amen. Amen. So 